0: I know Kung Fu.
1: Show me. You are the new student. Come closer. You're listening to the Kung Fu Podcast presented by James Still.
2: I don't care if it's Muhammad, I'm Bruce Lee.
1: And Steve Newby. This is the original five fingers a death right here. But my hands are registered as the weapons. That means, we get into a fight, I accidentally kill you, I go to jail. Record. Record. We're going. Oh, you went into the red then, James. Did I? I I shouldn't, because I'm in the well maybe it's because she was shouting probably I think so maybe I'm in a good mood because we're on yeah. pod 20 pod 20 let's celebrate I, d- I don't know why we <laughs> I <laughs> well-
2: think we should celebrate with a bit of kung fu instead of just talking about myself all the time alright then maybe
1: we yeah. should that's therapy it's therapy it's
2: good well that was therapy the other day I just felt like it but you do see I mean it, it is it does open your eyes when you look at things in mm. uh, that kind of perspective the situation and whatever well, oh well. But, um, um, i kept it i kept it to myself for 12 years or is, this... or is it 12 years or 10 years yeah yeah eight to ten years so
1: <laughs> well all two all two of our listeners are probably thinking should, should, have, should have hung on a bit longer <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. um right guys welcome to podcast 20 yes 20 20 episodes god knows how many hours accumulated of us talking absolute Crap, but oh, we will. We'd just like to thank you for sticking around. That means it uh, means so much to us. My name's James Still, and I'm joined with uh, my teacher, many years, Mr. Steve Newby, all the way from Canada. How you doing, Steve? I'm great, thank great, you. Great, yes, very uh, good.
2: That was my Canadian accent. What was it? I, I'm still learning how to call a path or a pavement a sidewalk. <laughs> zebra crossings, crosswalks. Oh, well stuff like that okay
1: all right and a bum bag is a is a is a fanny pack pack. yeah but they but they died like you know 25 years ago don't you know well yeah luckily are you still wearing one you still rocking one (laughs) we've got one in the drawers (laughs) (laughs) oh brilliant brilliant okay um right let's just get straight into it because I I've um I want to talk about oh Do you know what? I was going to get straight into it, but it occurred to me the other day that you're like, frigging, you're like Marty McFly, right? And from the Back to the Future films, because, you know, like in the Back to the Future films, Marty McFly was like trying to battle against, like, being erased from existence. Like, you know, (laughs) you're exactly the same, but in martial arts. I can't tell you the amount of Facebook posts and stuff like that on the that that hark back to the old days you know particularly in scotland and whatnot and not a single picture of you not a single mention of you i'm like hang on a second what what's going on were you were you, you i mean am i missing something here am i like on the wrong uh wrong ship? well you I don't know,
2: know when they when they 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 kind of took all that <laughs> they they obviously didn't want to they, you know i suppose it's partial guilt and they're just i don't know they do what they want it's just uh, it's quite
1: funny it is funny because
2: in reality and I think that probably hurts people when they do things like that is that they can't eradicate history they can't take it away it's always going to be there everything they learned everything they did everything they earned was thanks to me so it's like there's nothing that they can do about that uh, and except eradicate
1: my photograph
2: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No.
1: Well, you know, I just I, but just I, thought,
2: but I, yeah. know, I was going to say I do get letters or I did until I just told them to go forth and multiply. Mm. Uh, I did get letters from them. How, you know, great I was and all that. And I think I've kind of dug my own grave because I, you know, when someone does something like that to you and then uh, and then you end up uh, telling them what for. I guess they just go. Oh no, I'm not going to get to contact him again. And then of course I, I disappear. Martin McFly comes to light. Yeah, yeah. Say. <laughs> disappear out of there. And they they thank all their instructors that have taught them over the years, yeah. but fail, fail to mention the previous twenty years.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, listen. I, I yeah, I just thought I'd mention that to start with because we did, We just said, oh, we won't talk about that. But now we just yeah. Did. Well, the most important thing we're
2: talking about kung fu, and we're talking about future of Lao, and we're talking about concept of lao and anybody who wants questions about lao this is this is important to me it's not mm. about uh, i think with this lockdown and everything it's kind of brought home to me how important it is for people to sort of get information when they can't necessarily go to a class and sometimes even when they go to a class maybe they haven't got the kind of information that mm. they can otherwise get so yeah. you know we we've all got to start somewhere instructors included so as as, a, as an old fogey uh, veteran instructor and uh, been teaching for a long long time um, I guess it's it's great to get that opportunity to get information mm-hmm. but also it's great because you can actually turn around and argue with me because that's the one thing I love doing with people mm. making a good point yeah you know yeah. yeah and when you talk about different concepts or different ideas of, of other martial arts and they say, oh you know you don't understand the way we do things and so on. It's got nothing to do with whether I understand it. It's got to do with simple science, you know. It, it's as it's as simple as that, you know. Tactics and strategy, science, you know, and and you know techniques. Yeah, and, I, and uh, if you yeah. if you're doing stuff like
1: that, you know, that don't work, then then I want to know about it. It's like the the biggest problem when because I, I, obviously I have got quite a few people I follow on Facebook and whatnot. And more more so to keep keep an eye on people, you know. <laughs> it, uh, that's kind of me. But I see a lot of these instructional videos and, like, we're no different. We put stuff out there, which is... But we, we don't... You know, we, we've not done it really during the lockdown that much. But the biggest thing I, I think is... The, the biggest question you need to be asking them, which nobody does, is why? Just simply, why? You know? Yeah. And I, I think a lot of these people... Um, you know certainly the taekwondo lot and i don't what i mean is the, the the technical syllabus and i use the word technical very loosely there within sort of the taekwondo from what i have seen i'm talking about taekwondo well, in the west remember Midlands. we it's, it's always going to be yeah it's going to be a specific yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's, group, what, I'm, that's what i'm that's what i'm that's what i'm talking mm-hmm. about so i'm not i'm not generalizing but you know hey you know if the shoe fits but mind you, they could say the same about kung fu. So you know, Much I I, I, yeah. I would totally you know understand their point of view. But from yeah. what I see, the technical syllabus that these people are putting out, um, it is it is nowhere near the standard that we we um, kind of profess to. Uh, I I say we profess to, uh, to to throw out there, and I'm I'm pretty damn sure we do do it. Um, like i said no one's going to be the best fighter in the world no one's going to be the best technician in the world but you know when people aren't asking the question why and certainly what i see with a lot of these taekwondo videos it's just utter you know like yeah. you know anyway i don't know but um yeah well, so i, I just I know
2: what you're saying and 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 it's really important for us to emphasize that every single style has quality in individuals mm. that really prefer really work hard Mm. to perfect their style now whether or not it's scientifically sound that's you know a matter for conjecture different people have different ideas but and then on the other hand of course you've got the majority of people who put videos out there they put it out there at the stage that they're at at that point in time and probably you can you can guarantee that in a year or two's time they're going to regret putting it out Oh yeah. because so many people do do really terrible um, demonstrations or really terrible videos. I mean, I know in my time I've done some awful videos. Oh, well, not videos, but demonstrations because someone's probably videoed it. Um, you know, the, the, the thing is, unfortunately, you know, it's in a crowd anyway, so people yeah. have a lot, a lot of memory. Mm. I, I've done some really stupid things. I, I definitely could guarantee. Yeah, you. yeah. And and but but everyone does, as, as we've said before. Um, but it isn't about uh, when we discuss like this. It isn't about you know what I'm doing. It's just the experience I have. Mm. So people can either take it or leave it. And it's great when they dispute it. Okay, if someone disputes what I'm saying, then that's better than just listening to it and just going off on a rant. Um, I'm not doing it specifically because you know, I'm professing to be great. I'm not saying that I'm great. What I'm saying is I have some experience and when I'm listening to people argue my point, it's brilliant because I can get, as long as they've got mm. technical value in their argument, yeah. then we all learn from it. Yeah. So not just me but everyone learns from it. Yeah.
1: Do you do you know what got me thinking the other day? We were we were cuz we were we've started on the podcast the last one. Oh, well, for, for quite a few we've been talking about the Gar syllabus but you know and I want to continue on that with this one. But what got me thinking the other day is do people There's a, a lot of people do you think they 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 end up hiding in the sanctity of syllabus as opposed mm. to the actual um, understanding of the martial art itself.
0: Well, yeah, do, you, do you know what I, I, mean? I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I did have a,
2: um, a, a letter or an email or message or whatever from someone who was talking about, um, we, we talked about it last week, I think, or last podcast, mm. talking about um, the Chinese, um, uh, what you call it? The, the Terminology. The terminology, that's it. And and obviously, and and my, you know, the the kind of answer, you know, because people will say, yeah, but it's just a load of crap and and all that kind of thing. Well, no, I don't. I, although I, I'm not that. I'm not a follower. Okay, of Chinese terminology, for the sake of Chinese terminology. Okay, right. I'm not. I'm not interested in it, for that reason. I'm. I'm not. I don't want to particularly. Um, you know, take a class and then say, right, this does that and the, you know, the dragon climbs up the mountain and, you know, farts in the river or Mm. whatever. Uh, So I think it has a place. It has a place. uh, um, I mean, what I actually written, I wrote back because they they kind of says, well, you know, it's bullshit, isn't it? Now, I, you know, I think they probably believed in it and I don't want them to be put off by uh, what I say, but you know my answer was basically uh, it has a place for enthusiasts who want to feel they're learning uh, traditionally okay Uh, but it doesn't guarantee that they are of course it doesn't Uh, and as for me you know uh, the way way I'm concerned I'm as far as I'm concerned I've seen so many useless teachers in so many arts and that's inverted commas yeah uh, that it kinda makes makes me not want to be in that category you know rather offer an art as a work in useful style, right? Yeah. That's the way I like to see it. Then be labeled just another Kung Fu, because Kung Fu has got a name because of, of, I mean, you take a look at the, not just the nationals, but look at any videos and that. They've got these people doing Wushu, and don't get me wrong, they're absolute amazing, absolute brilliant um, uh, gymnasts and, and throwing themselves all over the place. But where does gymnastics stop and martial arts start, yeah. you can't see it. And people want to learn that because they see it. it's beautiful and they want to learn it and to the detriment of the technical and useful aspects of their style. Because technology, in, in other words, a fighting ability doesn't necessarily look pretty, right? It just doesn't look good, mm. it's simple, it's almost invisible, it's done in such a short movement that it means nothing in the aesthetic sense. Mm -hmm. And so when you come to demonstrate your art, there's nothing really to demonstrate unless you are having a fight. Now, if you're having a fight, that's where it becomes a demonstration of skill. And and you can see how it then works. But if you take that away and start throwing yourself around so that you then look... Athletic, uh, uh, dynamic, you know, and and sort of, um, I don't know, just just gymnastical, mm. if that's a word, gymnastic. Mm. Then, I think you're
1: losing the, you're missing the point, right? You're trying to, yeah, but I what, guess, but promote... some, yeah, but some, sorry, but well, some people think the point, you know, what we all have different reasons for doing it, right?
2: Yeah, 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 but but okay, you're missing my point then in that case, my opinion. And that's all it ever is on these podcasts, you know, unless someone wants to give me their opinion, I'm like, it's always going to be my opinion. I mean, I know you give me your opinion all the time. <laughs> so it's it's just a matter of like my opinion. So look, if it works in the fight, then it's a good martial art. If it's going to be used to demonstrate, to try to win over, um, new students because they think it looks amazing like the movies and they want to be able to fly and they want to be able to do these dynamic movements unfortunately you're never going to get fighters joining because fighters have got a different sense of reality and they're not interested which is why Kung Fu has the bad reputation because these the people who want to fight don't want to throw themselves around like that when they can even without learning martial arts they can see the flaws in it they can see the the
1: you know the naivety in it well the flaws according to them though but because you know i could make the argument that athleticism and beautiful forms to a point has a has a place
2: yeah that's true but if you imagine someone jumping up and doing a flying kick and you've got the skill of or the, the the let's say the um attitude of the fighter you're going to close that gap before they even get off the ground yeah and so that then it becomes obsolete and yeah. then anything they do becomes obsolete because the fight should be over by that time yeah and that's that's the problem with what people see as a martial art yeah. and what martial arts actually is or You know when i'm talking martial arts i'm always going to talk kung fu yeah but when
1: when you when you say oh it becomes obsolete now this is just me putting out my my uh, thoughts on it (laughs) when you start saying things oh it becomes obsolete because that's the mentality of a fighter that very mentality has led to the destruction and and dissipation and you know of genuine martial arts because people turn around and say that don't work i'm not going to do it so it it becomes a saturation a la Jeet Kune Do which is let's face it it might be a style in itself but it's essentially predicated on the saturation of traditional martial arts because they've gone I don't like this technique from uh, uh, Wing Chun and I don't like this technique from Taekwondo I don't like this I don't like that Mm -hmm. so I'll forget training
2: no that's I think that's a different a different situation I think if you're looking at martial arts and you're I mean, okay, fair enough. I understand that an individual who may not like a particular technique doesn't like that technique because of its range in comparison to their size, their mm. weight, uh, their attitude, their age, you know, and so on. I, I do appreciate that some people will look like that, but that's not learning the whole style then. you're you're. That's when they're dissipating the style. Yeah. I'm not talking about the style itself. I'm talking about where people will... F- throw out moves flamboyant moves mm. that have no place in a fight scenario yeah. where they will sort of make it look pretty in order specifically to make it look pretty ah, and right, not right. where it's where it's never going to reach a target where it's you know it's it's dynamic in in the sense that it's you know you know jumping up doing three kicks you know in the air before you land that is absolutely amazing. It's very mm-hmm. athletic. Mm-hmm. It's it's very skillful, but if the target's moving and it's got brains and he's not going to stand there while you prepare yourself for this jump, he's going to take. Basically, you know, my my attitude is like I was always good at sweeping when I did competition and and in general fighting. I was always good at sweeping. And I always knew when the person was going to move and all I did was not be where I should be in other words the most important thing is when you do a sweep is that you always your intention is to stand where your opponent is standing that's where you end up right and so if you move towards the opponent even if he doesn't move if he's trying to get you from that place you you end up standing where he should have been but now he's flying now he's falling over now yeah. he's he's been swept okay and if he steps back he's just giving you more space to do right. it yeah. so it doesn't make any difference right if he can't see me coming because he's not looking at my feet and i'm playing around with my hands or doing something else or maybe completely fainting he he doesn't get to see it that's that's what is invisible. Okay? Yeah. That's what I mean by invisibility. Yeah. So if if he's going to throw himself around and I can just move in. I mean, I've told you about the, the fight with the uh, Thai boxer. Mm. And he, he came with all his... Didn't I not?
1: No? Go on. I don't think um, you mentioned it on the well, podcast.
2: He came with all his, his mates. They were doing self-defense. I was doing a school project for something. Yeah. I, I'm sure I've mentioned it. Anyway... Yeah, cut a long story short, I did a course at a, at a school and it was a self-defense course and obviously people, you know, they're learning the self-defense but they're probably thinking just like anybody would think, you know, from these uh, flamboyant martial arts, oh, it doesn't look great, it's just too simple and so, you know, you started getting people, oh, is there more to it and whatever and I just said to the teacher, oh, uh, let's do kickboxing, we'll call it kickboxing, we'll get them in there them jumping around punching pads and all that sort of thing the following week this guy turned up with his own pads and his mate came in with a camera and said oh you know i do tie boxing you know i want to do this want to do that and he was really good he was great and uh he he, he was doing all these jumping stuff as well so i mean i know that he wasn't just tie boxing as in like ring fighting yeah he yeah. just wanted to show off all his stuff yeah so and uh, the uh, including you know jumping spinning kicks and all that kind of thing so as he did you know he did i knew that he wanted to fight so we put the pads on and that just for fun and uh, his mate was filming it and every time he jumped up to do a spinning kick or whatever he was trying to do i just simply moved back out direction or out of the range and then while he was landing i just ran in kicked his leg from under him and and every time i did that his mate was just all over the place with in stitches because you know he was filming it so because this guy really thought he was good yeah and and i mean i never thought of myself anything but i i i want to defend you know what i say i have to defend or at least when i was younger i wanted to defend physically Mm. uh, just to make the point you know so it's it's really important to me it was so i was so passionate and, and yeah, he just, he just ended up on the floor every time. And I never hurt him, but he never, he never even got a punch off because he was too busy trying to be- busy good, yeah, too, busy, yeah. <laughs> too busy
1: looking good, Mr. Handman.
2: Yeah, too busy looking good.
1: What was his mate saying with the camera? <laughs> He's just laughing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but my daughter says the other day, what did she say? She says, uh, you know, I just, she, she she told me to say this you know i just don't want to look cool anymore but i can't help it
0: oh <laughs> my <know>? God. <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant. Well, so, so cool.
2: but anyway that's uh, that's yeah. a good example of how people teaching martial arts have gone for the pretty stuff and to the detriment of a tactical awareness yeah. and 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 my view about kung fu is tactical awareness and strategic value yeah. and 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 for that reason Yes, I, as we were talking about earlier, as far as the, uh, um, the terminology is concerned, terminology doesn't come into tactical awareness, right? right. But its it does have a place for people who want to learn a traditional art. It has a place, but it shouldn't take the place yeah. of strategic and tactical awareness. Right. And that that's where I'm coming from. So I want to emphasize that to people because I don't want people thinking, oh, I only know this or I only know that. You know, I've been around a long time. I've seen these things. I've learned these some bloody big, you know, the five animal forms and all that. And I just go, what for?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, But that's me. That's not them. Mm-hmm. They can do it. They can make big forms up. But my argument is, if you keep on bringing in to- big Tai Chi forms and big Wushu forms into an organisation that is, prof- is, is statistically against all other, you know, styles within you know the uk if you like the one of the best if not the best fighting style fighting system there is in martial arts okay i'm not talking about individual competition i'm not talking about you know whether it's full contact semi-contact or whatever i'm just talking about as generalization uh, statistically it has amazing tactics okay and that work it's designed to work and now, you take that away by introducing big forms, you stop learning your basics, you start learning your simple syllabus, and, and sooner or later, you'll start deviating and start teaching these new wushu forms instead of the syllabus, because that's what you want to learn as an mm. instructor. Guess what's gonna happen? Everybody forgets what real martial arts is, and they they forget their basics, they don't concentrate on the strategy and the tactics, and the scientific principles that make the style work. Instead, they start following this trait of big flamboyant movements. Mm. Now, we know that when you learn Kung Fu in the beginning, the movements are large, not necessarily flamboyant and therefore not particularly great in demos, but they are much bigger like we talk all the time about a b c you know when you're at school yeah, drawing yeah, yeah. big a's and yeah. so on so of course they're going to become smaller as you get better at them but you can't get better at them if you insist on making bigger and bigger movements yeah and, uh, and that's my argument yeah so but you you know you're
1: not you're not saying don't do jumping kicks are you you're not saying no. that
2: no no but what is a jumping kick jump? no
1: no i understand yeah. what a jumping kick is It's it can be an inch off the floor or, you know, uh, know, a a meter, five meters if you're flying. But what I'm saying is you're, you know, when but there is a place right for every technique, which is the way I've always learned from you and yeah, if you, yeah, fr- you you know you're because you're not you've never said oh don't train jump spinning kicks and all the rest of it no because no, no, no. It, there is a time in a place you yeah. know the odds are so you know huge that you can pull it off at this particular moment in time blah blah. blah rather than a back okay. fist for example but nevertheless yeah. if you don't train it you'll never ever be able to apply it and you'll never yes, know if you could have
2: yes yeah but the point i'm making james is I didn't talk about techniques, okay? In per se, mm. I'm talking about strategies. Now mm. you can do any technique you want to do, yeah. If you have a strategy in which it can be used, which but yeah. the problem, yeah, where in Lao, you do a flying kick, yeah, for a reason, yes, okay? yes, yes. So you will set that kick up and you will set the opponent up. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where people will simply jump up and do kicks Mm. without any knowledge of tactics because they've spent so long perfecting beautiful flying and movements and gymnastic movements that they no longer have an ability to create a strategy but this is where that's my that's the difference you see no
1: i understand that i I understand i understand but this this is where you've got all these so-called reality-based self-defense methods invented by tom dick and harry who yeah. turn around and say the last thing you ever want to do is a jumping kick in a street fight, or you know, like I had a massive argument once about hook kick in a street fight, and my my argument is, you know, if you know you've trained that hook kick, for example, to the point where you know it is be- it is fast, it is powerful, you you can perform it without you know e- even thinking about it, and if the opportunity arises, why the hell not? Why limit yourself? To, well, to, well, to this but and I understand that the, the, the argument of well don't take your, your leg too high you'll, you know you'll end up on the ground this yeah. time the other. but it's like yeah. hang on a second if we apply that to every single technique then no one will end up doing anything
2: uh, yeah well that's true but you see when you talk about that hook kick it's totally down to your tactics and your training in terms of technique and the the strategies that you're using to fight if you have strategy, then you must understand that, you know, if you understand how you can fight or how your ability yeah. could work in a fight, you have a fifty percent chance of winning. Yeah, sure. If you know the opponent's capability without even knowing your own, you have a fifty percent chance of winning. But if you know your ability and the opponent's, you have a ninety percent chance of winning. Yeah. So that the the issue there when you're using that kick is. Do you know when to use it, Yes. and do you know yeah. why you should, and yeah. do you know what are the consequences that are gonna possibly happen when that individual, when your opponent is in a particular um, position? And if you can guarantee that you have, or nearly guarantee at least, that you have you know, a 90% chance of that thing working, mm. you can use it because remember the kicks and various other techniques are meant to be used at different angles particularly kicks yes. not necessarily the hands because most hands tend to be used within the central range of, yeah. of your your motion right yeah. that yeah. is you know right in front of you whereas yeah. kicks you have side kicks you have back kicks you have spinning kicks you have reverse turning kicks you have hooking kicks let me, and, let, and yeah. so on yeah. so no, these I, these things can be used they they're intended to be used at differing angles okay and therefore you can set people up to not even know where they are but you can also set the heights up as well so if you think you can do a high kick fine you're going to take a lot longer but if you can set it up fine but when you don't practice strategy and you don't understand you know fighting because you're too busy playing with beautiful movements that's where you fall apart. Now, you can have amazing movements and um, and be a great fighter at the same time. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've seen some amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, fighters with yeah. beautiful techniques, oh, yeah. but they're training to fight. My argument is, when it comes to this, you know, doing demonstration forms uh, with Tai Chi or with Wushu, and, and without no detriment to them, because they have a place in demonstrations and they have a place in, you know, whatever uh, exhibitions I don't care but they not necessarily you're not necessarily gonna benefit if you don't train fighting and consequently everybody thinks because they see all these things on the TV or they see these people do things at demonstrations or on videos they look at it and say that won't work that won't work and they're bloody right of course they're right no one disputes that that is not going to work. It's it's not going to work because it's never meant to. OK, no. that's why. And so you get so many then, like you say, Tom, Dick and Harry, their club. Uh, we're just going to teach what works, self-defense, blah, blah, blah. I understand them totally. I know where they're coming from. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but they're missing the point. They're not looking at what traditional martial arts actually is in terms of value. They're looking at traditional martial artists who have taken it further than they you know, than the tactics and strategy. They've right. taken it into the realms of demonstration and exhibition. Oh, okay. yeah. And that's what they're looking at. And they they can easily argue their techniques would work better yeah. because they're totally right. They would. You don't need to do that to fight yeah so the, the this is where everybody's confused in what is kung fu well kung fu is just a f- way of fighting it's a self-defense a practical self-defense method used for thousands of years don't knock it on the head just because people are starting to you know they want to win demonstrations they want to win competitions by being more and more flamboyant so they they sort of start dropping what is actually good yeah but they confuse uh, the they confuse yeah.
1: the uh the demonstrations with actual fighting ability which Absolutely. is why you see everybody knocked around all the time exactly you know and it's like what yeah. the hell but talking going back to what you were saying about you know the, the kicks and everything the same the, the same science uh, equally applies to just a simple back fist or a straight punch yeah. so if yeah. you haven't got if you don't know the opponent you don't know yourself there's no guarantee that just that that fast because we were talking about i was mentioning jumping kicks earlier on you know yeah. oh but you know just something like a simple straight punch that's not going to guarantee to land if you you know if you don't know your opponent if you don't know your own ability and more importantly if you don't know you know the well punch.
2: you only have to look at how many times a boxer misses yeah i mean that boxer throws those punches Thousands and thousands of times, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, when he's training yeah. and they still miss. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. because they also train to avoid them. So if they're fighting someone who's mm. skillful at avoiding his punches, well, quite, you know, guess yeah. what? They're not always going to hit and it's the same with anyone. Yeah. Also, of course, you've got to guarantee because you're doing it in a self-defense situation. You're not in a, in a boxing ring where you've got gloves and when your hands are all taped up to protect your bones. Yeah you're gonna throw a punch and if you haven't trained it, it's gonna hurt you more than it hurts the opponent. If you catch his skull, you're gonna break your fingers. So for God's sake, you know, it's all about training and, and preparation and so on as well. But aside from that, you don't need to use a fist because you've got so many different options in an open hand. And this is another thing that people completely misconceive, oh, you know, he he can't even make a fist, or he doesn't make a fist to punch. So therefore, he can't be a fighter. That's not true. You don't you you know. Do you need a fist to punch someone, poke someone in the eye, or or stab them in the throat, yeah. or grab their groin? Do you really need that? Do you need to be able to fly ten feet in order to do a flying kick? No, you don't. As you said, quite frankly, quite you know, rightly earlier. You know, you jump one inch with one leg to reach the target. It's called a flying body kick in in our syllabus it's not called a flying kick it's called yeah. a flying body kick yeah. yeah which means your body's off the ground it doesn't say how far so therefore you take a step without landing it okay mm. until you've basically your kick is already at the target which means the whole weight of the kick is on that foot yeah. okay the whole weight of the body has gone forward on that foot so it hasn't landed on the ground it's going towards the opponent, the opponent. And so that's what a flying kick is or a flying body kick is. So for these people who think that you've got to jump up in the air and then do the kick, yes, you train that because it's dynamic and it, it, and it draws crowds, okay? It draws students,
0: mm.
2: but there's got to be a time where people are taught strategy yeah. and tactics for fighting because that is what the biggest thing that they want to do they want to learn to defend themselves Mm. don't lie to them
1: yeah yeah um i want to ask the question then so i want to bring it back onto the syllabus of lao um not specific for right now but just in general terms right so i've got a question for you um uh, and i wrote this down earlier on does does having a syllabus detract from learning the style um and when I talk about the style, I mean like strategies and tactics. But equally, does not having a syllabus detract from the learning of the style? Meaning, right. do, do, does that make sense to you? Yeah. Right. And and what what I want to say is when when I talk about syllabus, you know, I'll define the syllabus for now as if you have any style of martial art that has a belt system or a sash grading system whatever we can uh, we can say that in your style that's syllabus so that's yeah. how i just d- d- define it for now but yeah does having a syllabus detract from the learning of the style but equally does not having a syllabus detract from the learning of a style which what would you say to that okay
2: having a syllabus most definitely has to enhance a process of learning You have to know where you've got to, you have to understand how far someone has learned, you have to understand how well they've learned. And to do that, you need to give them something to learn. Now, if you just give people, you know, things willy-nilly, you really don't know where you are. I want you to, okay, I'm going to use, I'm training to uh, driving instruction in Canada at the moment. Yeah. And I have a syllabus to learn. I have word for word okay yeah it's all about teaching people to be safe drivers not just driving and passing the test but literally being safe drivers now if you don't have that syllabus we all think we can drive safely right but without a quick you know shoulder check without a quick look in the mirror there's a danger you forgot to tell them to look in the mirror why because you didn't think it was important at the time you were teaching their syllabus. Yeah. That's my point, Yeah. right? You don't have a syllabus, you don't know whether you've told them to look in the mirror, or you don't know whether they're gonna do a shoulder check at that point in time, see pedestrians crossing as they turn into traffic to turn, in my case, left at lights, in your case, turning right at lights, because <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you set yourself up to turn, you know, across a set of traffic lights, in whether you're going left or right doesn't matter, and you've got to cross the the oncoming traffic, so you turn into it, yeah. thinking you've got space, yeah. but you didn't check to see if there was people crossing on the crosswalk. You have to stop now, and guess what? You're right in front of the oncoming traffic. You can't run the person over in order to get out of that. Yeah. You can't reverse because there are cars behind you. Yeah. What do you do? You're stuffed. Why? Mm. Because you never got taught at the time you needed teaching. Yeah. And that is what's called syllabus. Yeah. Right? Without syllabus, you've yeah. got no With- way of, you know, when you're generally teaching mm. lots of people, mm. of course, if you were teaching an individual,
0: mm. Yeah. Right. you'd
2: still need some kind of progress chart,
1: don't yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. But, but, but then, like, we've always said that the, the syllabus, and I'm, Talking mainly about the hand blocks, kick blocks, walks, and whatever. The syllabus in Lao was was you know invented at a time when the classes were huge. Blah, blah blah. We all know that sort of when Master Yao was learning, there was no hand blocks and kick blocks. It was a question of use your noggin, make you know apply it yourself. And I'm here as the teacher or whatever to make sure you're on the right path so you know so on one hand this is what i'm saying on one hand you're telling me that you know hand blocks and kick blocks james they detract from people learning um uh, being forced if you like not forced being encouraged to uh, think about it but on the other hand you're saying like you've just done now we need syllabus to keep people on the right track so which is it yeah, yeah
2: it's we do need syllabus mm-hmm. having said that you said earlier that they were created because we're big classes. Yeah. So what we need is progress. Okay. Okay. Right. And what that means is sometimes you need to look at the syllabus and looking at the better ways of teaching. Just let's go back to the car scenario again. Mm. Right. When I started to learn to drive. Yeah. yeah. brake and everything. And, and all clutch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. A load of that stuff now in a modern uh, concept of teaching driving it doesn't exist right doesn't exist yeah um the 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 way to hand signals for instance mm. you're going to use them now no. in in even taking a test in in england hand signals in a car do they put them out No. I'm not sure if they do. <laughs>
1: i don't think they do no because
2: sure. they're no longer necessary okay um you know, they, here they do, um, but simply because they have certain signals with the one hand. Yeah. You don't put your hand across. Oh, I, I know a certain
1: signal with the one hand. I use it quite often. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, that's the one finger, James. Oh, right, oh, okay. you mix in them up, <laughs> okay. So anyway, the, the point I'm making is, you know, as uh, technology changes, as progress changes, as the ability to teach, you know, uh, better forms of teaching you know, we never knew before about things like um, dyspraxia. We never knew things uh, like um, Asperger's. We never knew things like that. You know, my wife thinks I'm Asperger's, but I was never diagnosed with it. Mm. And uh, you know, I just got well, a split personality. You, you like. think I'm
1: bipolar? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, there's a lot of diagnosis yeah. coming from your neck. And yeah, range, we're, <laughs> well, we're all doctors, aren't we? We're yeah. all doctors.
2: <laughs> the, the point is both bipolar uh, Asperger's uh, dyspraxia, dyslexia all these things didn't exist in in the big scheme of things when we were teaching people at school, you know, when we were being taught at school, they were just disruptive kids, you know ADHD, they were just disruptive kids and they got a slap nowadays, they get their own class, (laughs) it's just you know, it's just progress James, so when it comes to The syllabus, it changes with progress. And I think there is a good um, argument for altering the syllabus to suit the size of classes today. And and there are certain things that people don't necessarily need. Having said that, often people are limited how they're teaching. Again, it depends on the... And remember, in martial arts, there's no quality control for teachers there's no college you can go to to learn how to teach right yeah so th- for most people it's not it well there probably is places where you could learn to teach better but you don't have to do no, it in no, order to teach
1: you're talking about just the uh the academic qualifications yeah. you're not talking about uh, what it yeah. takes to actually teach the uh, no, that's the, right. the unknown element if you like
0: yeah that's
2: right so and there's no there's no you know as you say academic um, facility for people to go and learn how to teach martial arts consequently no there, very- there is there
1: is academic facilities to go because we've been on one we did that uh, teaching course do you remember yeah, years but ago that but, that, national, but that wasn't that yeah, yeah but that wasn't uh, I'm, what I'm not saying that doesn't qualify us to actually teach the martial no, art which is what we're true. talking about
2: yeah that's true we did go on a you know one of those uh, what are they called? I bloody forgot. Oh, N- NVQ thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, now you're right, but but the point is, not everyone has to do those. Okay, they don't have to do them. So consequently, you have different degrees of quality yeah. in teaching. And so, for some, teaching the hand blocks is all they can do. In order to they they keep to that same schedule, mm. and they that, that's all they can do because it's the best way they can. Understand how to teach the syllabus when as others might say well wait a minute I mean, I'm not going to teach the walks up and down the room I'm going to make them turn every three turns or I'm not even going to bother doing them at all But I think they're important But I think they need to be changed as far as hand blocks are concerned Hmm. All they are are vehicles for learning right now if everybody decided To start teaching their own different hand blocks and kick blocks what would happen to a national curriculum?
1: Uh, it would, it would be in an association. Exactly,
2: no one would be able to grade if they yeah. were being graded by someone who's qualified to grade them, mm-hmm. as in the BKFA. Mastio grades every black sash. Okay, yeah. so, uh, or at least the panel. If Mastiao's is not available, there will be a panel. Now that panel needs to know where that school's coming from in terms of tech, you know ability. yeah. yeah. And they, if they can't see that syllabus being done at least to a quality that they expect, a standard they expect, what's going to happen? It's going to fall apart. Yeah. So that has to be a curriculum.
1: Is, is, like, I mean, we can talk about the BKFA in terms of a standardised um, quality, Yeah. but equally we can talk about any other organisation in martial arts in terms yes, of yes, standardising yes. quality. Now, yeah. remember that martial arts, I always think that martial arts is a really kind of like a socialist thing and it's and I, I mean i don't think it's very good because you've got a lot of people saying oh you're great you're amazing that's great brilliant well done now go off and teach the class and uh, you know there you go next person yeah oh fantastic you're you're brilliant you know i'll, I'll grade you yes you meet the black sash requirements blah, blah blah now go off and go so everybody i think is too not not that being too nice right but they're you know when you get when you when you have a situation like that where everyone's kind of afraid to 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 be brutally honest with people yeah. rather than say hang on mate what you're doing makes no sense now why are you doing that stop teaching that that's rubbish right i hope you're not teaching your students like that or you know hang on a second i mean not unlike the your attitude is but not not that you've ever said that to you know within the bkfa or or anyone really but what i'm saying is when we sort of you know uh, allow people for the sake of being nice to them to to go off and teach crap i mean it, it, that's not good is it no it isn't and that's the that's the problem with associations like i said there's no
2: curriculum or no standard that anyone has to reach apart. Once they've took their black sash, it doesn't matter, or even before the black sash they're teaching, but there's, that's nothing to do with teaching. So it's it's down to the individual then, and unless you can control the individuals to become teachers and have like a teacher's college where everyone learns a curriculum mm. that they're going to teach, and they're going to have to Reach a particular standard, and they're going to have to be retested every so often yeah. to make sure they're reaching that standard, and their students are going to be seen to be reaching that standard, then it's, it's always going to be like that. When I was in Scotland teaching Scotland, for instance, uh, every single group because there were like 26 different areas yeah. at one stage or more um, from Inverness right the way down to the borders, I had clubs. Yeah. And every single group had the same uniform but the, 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 uh, the lines down the side of the uniform, the, the uh, stripes down the side of the uniform, all had different, there were two stripes but they had different combinations of colours, blue and white, yellow and white, yellow and yellow, blue and yellow, yeah. whatever. It didn't matter, the fact is that each club were allocated a specific stripe colour now, when they came to gradings on mass the gradings were held on mass um and you had all the senior instructors walking around judging people reporting if they seed mistakes yeah. rather than frighten some poor guy or some little kid to come and stand in front of a panel of like eight or ten people we would go out to them so we would have everybody training together, the atmosphere was amazing because they all were competing with each other, different groups, you know, white sashes doing, you know, basic uh, horse stance and punches, competing with the blue sashes doing their punches, you know, and so on. So they were all competing with each other, but they were all united, all as all the different clubs were united. Now, what the benefit of that was I could walk around there, as could the senior instructors, and they could pick out people that were making the syla- getting the syllabus wrong okay, when right. they were split into groups to do syla- certain syllabus. Right. So when they were split up, you could take a look at them and you could say, oh, I can see that guy's wrong. What colour is his uniform? Mm. So you look down, you see the stripe, you know exactly who is his teacher. Now, if you see two or three people doing the same thing, you know it's the teacher's fault. If you see just that one person, then you know it's then that one person's fault. So you can correct that person to a degree, and mm. we always like to correct them at the, at the grading because no one wants to see anyone fail, but at the same time, if they're just bad, and the other thing, of course, is they have the wrong attitude, that's when they would fail. So the, the whole point was about respect. It was about quality and so on. But yeah. if we did see three or four people incapable of doing the syllabus, we could then see the instructor and say, and notice that your instructors are doing, your students are doing this, doing that, doing the other, and very quickly, we would be able to change that. Yeah. And The important thing is that sometimes even the instructor didn't know he was being judged, because when it come to the senior class, which is why it was so important to have everyone come to a senior class, we could then use that problem as a topic for that class. Right. And yeah. We would go through that part of it. Yeah. And so. Everybody was being judged, but not realising they were being judged. Let
1: me, let me ask you a question. When you were, uh, when you were uh, a high-falutin, high-flying, straight-shooting, rootin' tootin' Guardian, right, <laughs> when you went to all these Guardian meetings with, uh, with everybody else, what was the, 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 the whole point of these meetings, other than to have a conflab around a table and whatnot? I get that, but when it comes to the training okay we did you adopt a similar sort of attitude Do, w- would you all pick out a, a topic of discussion to uh, you know to to focus on or or what what was the what was the sketch there
2: well I think they had I mean it's a different thing the 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 meetings for the uh, Association were different to the meetings for training so obviously we went to a weekend training every right. so often Usually the topic was already set. The agenda was set. Maybe someone had mentioned it somewhere. This is not being taught properly. That's not being taught properly. Or maybe everybody wants to learn this set or that form or those weapons. Let's go over the weapons. Okay. So trying to basically bring all the senior people to think in the same way and learn from the same hymn sheet, if you like. Yeah. 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 That that worked, but it isn't big enough. To be fair, it wasn't big enough to affect the whole association because it was only for the Guardians and therefore yeah they would go back and then try and teach it to their people but not everybody had guardians in their area. Right. So the concept of the Guardians uh would have kind of it wouldn't have been enough no for the so, association yeah, that big.
1: But so the basically the quality control was not there in terms of yeah. from the top straight down to the bottom if you like not, because there was there was a area. few not in every area because there was a few chains that were broken like lines yeah, of communication yeah there's
2: a lot of chains broken yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and also yeah people would be left alone for for years on end without any real instruction at well all. you and saw they, that they, in scotland well, i mean yeah, yeah exactly I, exactly yeah i went to scotland i saw them on the summer course that was the only time they ever got new new understanding of teaching. The only time, and I mean, sometimes they come down to brand sash courses, but not Mm. all of them, obviously, only only brand sashes and above, came down uh, to the brand sash course. And then, you know, you're you're talking a six hour drive, not everyone can do that, and then get back over in the evening to have to go to work the next day. It's not always possible. So, So what tended to happen was they'd go on the summer course. That's why you'd see a lot of them on the summer course. But even then, they were in two different camps arguing, you know, one part of Scotland didn't like the other part of Scotland and so on. So it was always, <laughs> yeah, you had the Fife and the Edinburgh, are different... Differences. Well, they're all clans, aren't
1: they? I've watched Braveheart, <laughs> Abs-
2: Absolutely, and that's exactly how it was. They were like bloody clans, yeah. And so I went up there, I guess, after seeing them on the summer course, talking to them and and, and then talking to Mastiao and he said, well, you know, you've got to go up there and uh, if you go up there, you'll do this, do that, the other, and they'll all come under you, which mm. which happened. And then I kind of united the clans, if you like <laughs> oh my <laughs> god there's there's, it, there's
1: a character in Brave Art that's based <laughs> on you. I just don't know who it was <laughs> yeah so
2: so for twenty years, yeah, twenty years mm-hmm. we uh we had a really good uh build up of uh you know, development in in Scotland from the time I've already talked about it on another podcast. How bad it was, yeah. and um, yeah, it, it was well, that's, that's, years
1: of hard work. Yeah, well, that's interesting because you wouldn't know it to watch any of the uh, photos of you because well, you're not there. Well,
2: I'm not there. I'm not on the photos. <laughs>
1: I've, I've been erased. <laughs> You've been erased like Marnie McFly. No, in terms of the way you. Uh, so I, I mean, I don't want to just talk about. Your organization, I, I'm trying to just sort of understand and the what makes a good association, if you like. What, what how do you control the quality? What did you do in Scotland? Uh, You've just mentioned when you were grading, you would look at yeah. people where to, you know, what what lessons did you learn that weren't implemented within the BKFA, or what lessons from the BKFA did you learn that you implemented in Scotland to improve the quality?
2: I didn't. No, I, I developed those. I mean, okay. I'm I'm blowing my own trumpet now. Well, okay, just tell the I, truth. I, I, no, I <laughs> yeah. I made I made the uh, the single, the polarity of um, of gradings. Everybody graded under me. No one graded anywhere else unless you know it, there was a specific reason. Okay, um, but no, we always had gradings. We all of them had them. They were paid in advance. We always gave them options to regrade etc etc if they couldn't hmm. pass um, we always had senior classes yeah it, it was it was good and I remember having a meal with Mastiao uh, in some restaurant just me and him and he says you know if if I had my time again I'd do what you were doing and how do you think that made me feel wow eh? I bet
1: that really yeah uh,
2: yeah I, just I bet you that, couldn't walk out the door after that meal no I banged my head on the on both sides of the door as I went out <laughs> that restaurant but honestly, it was true because, you know, we all learn from our mistakes. And, and of course, all of us, including Master Yao, uh, uh, would like to do it differently if they had the opportunity. Mm. And of course, that was the case with we talked about the other podcast about uh, uh, an organization of kickboxing that uh, that I joined. And he would learned several times that he, he shouldn't have... know done it the way that he initially did it and he ended up kept changing it um unfortunately you know his his kind of greed got the you know got the better of him yeah so uh, you know such is life but uh no i didn't i didn't i only applied the syllabus to to scotland i didn't apply and i and the belief in in one unit which was the bkfa um you can say that that was a great achievement but at the same time, it was, you know, kind of an undoing because I believed in the association too, and I believed, you know, in everything to do with it. Um, and then, of course, when it was when I was down south, uh, when the cat's away, the mice will play. Mm. And the next thing I know is, you know, oh, don't worry, you know, we'll look after that for you and all that. And uh, yeah, Bob's your uncle. Mm. I'm in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Yeah. So, but we've been through that with, yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. Not in, I'm not interested in talking about, you know, that kind of thing. I'm interested in, um, yeah. I want to see how in the future Lao Gah will again prosper because, but you need to listen to the people that have that knowledge of that teaching knowledge and I'm not. Ju- I'm not talking about how good they are at the syllabus because that can be changed, that can be improved we're talking about experiencing building organizations and making the organizations work mm. and how to you know treat and well treat the uh the individuals that are running those organizations for you yeah because they are dedicated to the one purpose okay and if you change that if you you know uh disrespect that then you lose that that loyalty mm. and you lose that belief and then it becomes it impacts on the, the various. Remember, it's it's it might be a small country, the UK, but it's bloody big in terms of trying to organise a national organisation. And you, you, you yeah. take that that um, that away, you know, in the future, you've got no chance to build a mm. You have to have a central figure, and I think Mastiao was an amazing central figure uh, you, because yeah. everyone believed in him.
1: Do you think that the the, the BKFA's early success was because of Master Yao as that central figure? Do you think that uh, anyone else could do that? And what, what I mean is, like, we've talked before about Master Yao being like you know the figure where everyone different minorities could gravitate towards him because you know he was the Chinese guy and there was not any sort of systemic racism and stuff like that Uh, you know so so that kind of brought the organization together at a time when things were a lot different socially than they are today but do you think obviously you know I'm not talking about then. now I'm talking about now you know Master Yao is taking a step back do you think that the bkfa can 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 sort of attain that level of unity without Mastiao?
2: I think there are an awful lot of people in the structure of the um hierarchy if you like that that totally totally believe and can still take uh you know pay homage if you like to Mastiao
1: and still homage <laughs> i'm kidding homage go on. homage homage, homage. Yeah, yeah go on yeah um I, I think there's
2: still a lot of people there that, that want to and and really desperately want to uh get um a unity yeah. and maintain a unity um but when you get uh people who start running their own thing and start thinking well wait a minute. You know, I need this, I need that, I want this, I want that. Because they're not listened to or because uh, their their complaints go un, unheard mm. then of course you are gonna get dissent and you're gonna get less, you know, um, unity and in, in in time that will kind of become you know, the get the cracks will become much bigger. Yeah. So so I'm hoping that people will eventually talk in a sense where they can be heard yeah where they are going to be listened <laughs> yeah, to yeah and yeah. things are going to be you know op- acted upon
1: yeah but but look look and I'm going to say this because we we do this podcast why do you think we do this podcast what's the reason
2: i don't know i ain't got a clue well, to be on this well
1: what is it what what we don't want to do is divide right we don't want to divide no. people we want to, we want to bring people together right at least yeah. get them thinking now we yeah. might have a different philosophy on teaching or on whatever we might have our opinions and whatnot but the last thing we want to do is divide the 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 the, the right. style now the problem is you're talking about you know everyone coming together and that it's no yep. secret that our podcast is kind of like the black sheep out there in terms of Blaugar, and the fact is yeah. we're the only podcast talking about Blaugar. like yeah. but we have had no in fact lit, no support from from any of the, the the hierarchy of the B cafe we've not had like well done guys or whatever and hey no. I don't expect that I'm not no. saying give us you know oh great but I'm just saying it would be nice to, to be in communication with some people Yeah. Now, if the problem uh, the problem we've got then is if we if if it's about communication and what we're doing, you know, surely, you know, us doing this, we've had no thanks, no, uh, hardly any bugger likes us. But it's like, but it's well, true. I don't know that, James.
2: I, no, I, you know, that's, I, I... That's your, okay. that's your assumption. We, we... Well... Because we had no... I go... I, yeah, all right. Well, But okay. I do have to say, I mean, you do realise, I mean, we have got a couple of fans mm. in... in. And, uh, when, I, whether, when I say fans, I say that... Um, loosely. <laughs> loosely, yeah. Uh, and because they're listening and they're interested and they agree and they support... But they can't, this is the problem I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. unity. They can't, right, be seen to support, because we obviously talk about some very controversial situations, some very controversial uh, topics, and so it's the policy that, you know, you can't really uh, disrespect uh, other styles, and I don't intend to disrespect them. I, I only need to, you know... You know, call a spade a spade, so to speak, as they say, and it, and it's just not done to to uh, sort of dis people. But but look, there are people out there teaching martial arts without any capability whatsoever, mm. destroying the concept of you know um, generally the, the martial arts in general, not just about Lao. I mean, I know there are people who who are out there, you know, calling themselves Lao and whatever. And What's in a name? They want to keep that name for a reason. Why do they want to keep that name? Because it's a damn good name with a great reputation and a great history. That's why they want to keep the name. But the problem is they're keeping the name and not being shown out for it. Mm -hmm. They're not being called out for it. So if you're not calling them out, they're gonna grow and while you're sitting in your bubble, they're going to outgrow you. And the problem is they are outgrowing us yeah. as an organization. Yeah. They, they will outgrow
1: us. And and that's because you're letting them. Yeah, but, but, we, that, we, we, but I'm not being funny, but like the focus is on what we're doing, not on what they're doing. So give you an example, right? You do a reaction video okay on yeah, people yeah. obliterating Laogar obliterating but you're, it, you're you're too harsh because you know you shouldn't be talking about people like that why why yeah. not why not how is it your yeah. fault and aren't they just shifting all the focus onto you and, yeah. and meanwhile you know numpty bollocks over there is, 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 is proliferating is you know growing yeah, yeah. We're, we're, exactly. we're looking at the wrong thing we're looking at yeah. the wrong thing
2: yeah, that's right. They are. They Well, not us. We're, we're looking at the right thing. But, you know, they, sometimes people in politics think that that's not the right way to go. We should be doing it this way or doing it that way. Yeah. Well, we should be doing it some way. But if you're not doing it anyway, uh, it, it isn't what we do. Right. That yeah. makes the other people better. It's what we don't do that makes mm-hmm. the other people better. Yeah. Right. It, and if we sit by and do nothing and we don't try to promote ourselves and we don't unite well we can see what's going to happen you know you can you can call yourself you can you can go down a street okay mm. and you can and i don't know if i've said this before in any podcast but you can go down a street and look in the corner in a in a, in a in a in a through a doorway and you can see this an old master teaching the most amazing techniques and he's there doing absolutely perfect techniques uh, as a a demonstration to his students and then his students are doing something, uh, copying it, trying to work a form Um, and you think, well, that's amazing, that is really amazing, I think I might join him. And then you'll walk down the street a little bit further and you'll see another open doorway and you'll see this guy with a set of focus pads standing there, going go, ba, 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 punch, 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 jump up, kick, this, that, the other, yeah. fat fitness press, press ups, press ups, and so on. And you'll go, wow, that's exciting. I'm going to join that club. And why are you going to join that club? Because it's it's here, and it's now, and you can learn straight off. You can punch a pad. You can do this. You can do that. You haven't got to yeah. learn hundreds and hundreds of, you know, hours of training the same technique to get it perfect. You know. Yeah it's and that's the problem right you've got to be able to have a measure of what people want and what people need Mm. what they do is they just do what people want and it makes them bigger because they finance themselves from that success now you can't get success if you don't give people what they want as well as what they need Mm. so you've got to provide these both things you can't just have a club going, we do traditional martial arts and this is how it looks. Well, no one is interested in what it looks like. They want to see it work. Yeah. And when you punch in a pad, you can see a punch work because it moves the pad. Okay. When you see people train in a form, you can't see it work. So you've got to have an opportunity to provide both the ability to make it work against another individual in other words practice the form with partners and you've got to have that you know spectacular practical method of hitting a pad so that the first time you hit someone you don't break your knuckles yeah. you've got to be able to hit something you've mm-hmm. got to have bags you've got to have kick shields you've got to have equipment nowadays mm-hmm. right? Because you can't go out in the forest and break a tree with your shin. You can't go and punch a, is it a makiwari board or something like that's that? That's it, yeah. Yeah? And you're just gonna keep on punching that? No, you've gotta be able to use the technique fluidly by using it with an individual, with a partner. You've gotta be respectful, which is what martial arts is all about, trying to respect the person so you don't know, but if you injure your partner, you are going know what to train with. So that's why you're using pads. In yeah. the old days, they can afford you know and they had the the ability to you know put themselves right you know with their uh
0: mm.
2: you know their ointments and yeah yeah you know so yeah. it's 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 not like today where you know, oh, you know you hurt me, I'm gonna sue you, so, so mm. they're holding back now um, mm. yeah they're frightened, and so unfortunately, you've gotta find a way of putting these bringing these measures in to make your club great again and and um, you know people have found a formula nowadays which is called kickboxing which now takes people into a completely different zone where it gives them a false sense of ability because not all kickboxing clubs are good right and they but they're loving it and you can just teach it just for fitness and you'll you'll be your room will be full because More people want to learn fitness. They want to learn martial arts. So you've got to put that into it, Mm -hmm. and yeah, and that's the biggest. The the first problem is people in in the powers that be in an organisation will always think we want to teach our style. No, you want to teach a style, but you need to teach people how to use it. Right, that's the important thing. You've got to give people the environment environment where they can literally use it. Now, mm. having competitions and stuff like that is fine, but that's only ever going to draw maybe 15% of individuals who have learned to use it. And then, of course, it's within the realms of sport. So you put the sticky hands together, and this is a typical example. You put the sticky hands together, watch people do sticky hands in a competition. Jesus, it's it's one of the worst things you can ever watch. Yeah, It's, it's awful. And so, consequently nobody wants to do it yeah because they don't they don't get trained it they don't get taught it so it's it's a discipline it's you've got to have an activity where they're learning the what they need to learn but also what they want to learn and then they've got to be able to in, be encouraged to put it together and so they can actually use what they've learned yeah that, that's I think that's basically what we're about and that's why I'm not interested in Frigging, you know, the 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 dragon flew up the cuckoo's nest, or what?
0: Because <laughs> it does yeah. it
2: doesn't. What interests me is does that punch reach that target before that guy can see it? Right. And why did it do that? Yeah. Was it the guy was too slow to see it, or was it because the punch was?
1: You know, do you think that that attitude, well? that attitude, has served you well though over the years? Do you th- genuinely, honestly believe that when obviously it makes sense to me because I'm your student right so Mm. of course you know but do you think that attitude of yours has served you well of course how do you define served you well I get that but yeah yeah well it serves
2: you well because you see the quality of students you have and I've seen some very good quality students including yourself we keep on harking back to you know you're not just technically on you know you have a great technical prowess, but you also have a quality in fighting, and, and you've do, you did full contact to with, a, with Ivan the Terrible, who believed that he was a full contact fighter, and, and it was a full contact organization, and they gave him the fight, and yet not only had he never touched you in that fight, but he was left battered and bruised, and half his face black, and his eye closed, simply, because he was desperately trying to hit you. But you proved that our tactics and our strategy and our in, our, our, our will to make the style work worked. You mm. <laughs> prevailed. And you proved it. So when you see individuals like yourself, Christ I'm bullying you up to it. It's, no, I don't it's like you it. to me. I don't like it. yeah, it's terrible, it feels awful. Yeah. <laughs> Just to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to admit these things. <laughs> But honestly, these things, when you see people out there, like yourself, and then people come along and say, you know, someone attacked me in the street and I did this and I did that and it was brilliant. When you have that, it's worth thousands of students. It yeah. only takes, you know, I mean, how many people get in that situation that often? No. You know, very few. So in, in, statistically, in comparison to the number of students you might teach, you might only ever get a handful of people who ever been in a bad situation but when that handful of people come to you and say i did this i did that it was brilliant i you know and of course it's happened to me too where i've been in those situations and it's and and you hive from it mm. because it's just so beautiful when it works mm. and you know it's yeah. just for, for me therefore yes yes my attitude has bloody worked yeah and that's it <laughs> and it's worked for me yeah, you know, Yeah, I and, I, and you and you know one thing, James. Well, I have to say, I have never ever fought. Well, no, that's not true. I've Probably fought one or two individuals, but majority of any confrontations I've had outside have always been with more than one opponent. Always. And that's that's a fact that I've never I've never really thought about before, and and I'm not suggesting that I've beat them all up. Oh, you're I've right. controlled. Them. <laughs> Yeah. I've I've controlled the situation. Yeah, yeah. And that's because I'm an arrogant git, yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah. Because I have controlled that situation yeah. you know, and, and I've not allowed them. But that might just be my character. That's got nothing to do yeah. with martial arts. But the fact that I felt that I could helped a lot. And so that attitude, yes, goes a long, long way. And yeah. um yeah, I hope it does for everyone. Yeah. And and I don't care how many world champions you have. All I want to know is they can defend themselves. Yeah. yeah. And sure. So, you know, but the guys that really work hard in the you know in the competition stuff and that they've they've got you know obviously a lot of really really good talented and arrogant individuals that can look after themselves because they have they're tactically training, mm. right? They're not going out and doing. That was an F. <laughs> Wushu, yeah. instead of the style they've been given, Yeah. right? They've been given that style. Use the damn thing. Learn it. Mm. And if you don't learn it, you know, what are you doing there, bloody Wushu? Mm. I don't, I've got nothing against Wushu. I've got a lot against Wushu in a Lao class. Yes. Right? Yeah. Get back to the bloody start Lao Start training Lao. Start training tactics with it. And start understanding why it works, and if you don't know why it works, get some instruction mm. right and if you can't get the instruction from your instructor, tell him to go and get some instruction yeah. and vice versa and, and you know and they're all yeah. going up to eventually get the instruction, but don't train just because you know it's got a reputation. train to make it work yeah. Yeah, and, you know. I, I, th-
1: yeah, I think the reputation, though, is uh, is not what it once was. So I think no, it we're isn't, all because a lot sort of yeah. Yeah,
2: but that's because of the dissipation of organisation. Yeah. It's because people then go off doing their own thing and they have to figure out what they're actually doing. And then what happens? They start bringing in these things mm. to try to make up their syllabus. You talked about other styles going, oh, you know, when they've run out of things to do, they come out with this sticks. Yeah. <laughs> well, get, get, <laughs> they do. Guess what laogard Lao people do? They come out with friggin' his sticks. Yeah. They start farting around with all sorts of different styles and stuff. No, train it. Train Lao. You know, okay, if you're into grappling, do some grappling, that's fine, that's good, that's great to throw a little bit of grappling into it, you know, but figure out why you're grappling and also recognise the difficulties of grappling in a situation where there may be other people. Because once you're on the floor with one person, you've got to remember his mates are there. Mm. So, you know, you've got to consider, you know, the whole point of comfort is to stay standing, right? Now, if you want to roll around on the floor, okay, then that's fine if you're on your own with an individual, but yeah. as soon as you're around weaponry, as soon as you're around his
1: friends, you're Just, in trouble. As soon as you're around a curb, Jesus, yeah, you know? you're in trouble. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, so, like I, 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 have to say, I love, I love the the idea of doing uh, the grappling and all that. I, I because for me, it would talk. It sort of it adds another. Uh, a, 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 an element of another uh, another path up the mountain all right so to speak yeah so it's just like it's like kickboxing you you took you take away a hell of a load of techniques and you are just left with punches and kicks and that yeah. is your that's your path up the mountain so how do you make that work okay fine let's take away the ability to punch and kick now you just you're in no man's land or you, you're you, you know you're closer than that so to speak yeah. then what yeah. do you do yeah so it's like it's not that you're against grappling I know no, you're no, not. I'm not it's against the, grappling. No, it's just that you're against the false hope that it gives people in training. Because
2: well, there's, two, there's two things, yeah. right? Two things about grappling, right? I've already mentioned the one. Well, it's, it can only work if you're on the floor with one person and no one else gets involved. It can only work right. if you
1: know. Uh, sorry, that,
2: that's on. the first thing. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is grappling is, in nature, part of kung fu. Yeah. You're doing locks. Yeah. You're doing throws. So all you're doing is continuing that motion, but to the ground, right? In other words, you keep the lock on the ground. You you lock him while he's standing. Take him to the ground. Now you're on the floor. The only reason you're grappling is because you let go of him. So if you're holding it, there's no longer any grappling because by the time he's hit the floor, and he should hit the floor awkwardly, not like a judo throw where he can break fall, but he's got to land on his head, and he's got to land on his head while you're locking him. And if you lock him, lock in is control, right? Yeah. Take away the control, just break his bloody arm. Because if you break his arm, the fight's over, yeah. okay? So why are you talking about grappling? Grappling is a way of training in a sports environment where both of you are adhering to a specific rule. That is, you've got his arm in a lock, he has to give up, yeah. okay?
1: But it's also, both of you are adhering well, to the same weight category.
2: Yeah, and uh, no, yes, there's that as well. But the point is, you see, is if you're holding his arm, expecting him to give up, but he finds a way out of it. Now you're in trouble again. Yeah. So why didn't you just break his bloody arm? Because it's a sport. <laughs> hold- <laughs> exactly. I get you. Arrest, yeah, I rest my case. Yeah, I get you. You see, as you've got him down there, you've got him in a lock, and you're hurting him, and he has to tap the floor and go, "Let go, let go." No. Right, in self-defense, you get him down on the floor, you've got him in that lock, snap the friggin' arm, yeah. and now hmm. he, he can tap all he likes, but he ain't gonna try and get you back because he can't friggin' fight anymore. Yeah, so stop, okay. stop giving me any ball about how grappling is better than punching and kicking. No, it doesn't make any difference. The person who gets hit and hurt is the person who loses.
1: Okay. But end of story if, if like i i understand what you just said but so my argument against what you just said because we always okay. like to have arguments don't we yep
2: that's,
1: how am yeah, i supposed I wish to,
2: someone else would argue
1: how how am i supposed to train grappling if you're saying there's no point in training it i didn't say there's no point in training us there's no, no but point you said there's it. no point in the the outcome like you're saying oh don't train grappling because you know when you got him down you'd snap his arm like, but you are it.
2: training but you are training grappling james yeah. you're training it standing up okay when you get him down the grab that this is why i say that that, for me Mm. in that in that sense grappling would be pointless because you've done the damage Mm. on the way down if you're getting him in a lock now understandably people will say yeah but we might not be in a lock we just might be in a skirmish we may be grabbing each other and the heaviest one gets you down and then you've got to try and get your way out of it well then then you can't train biting the nose you can't train ripping his ear off yeah. you can't point sticking your thumb in his eye and you can't train punching him in him it, has well sport, it has to be it a sport doesn't it it has to rules. be a sport rules yeah but the, the, the attitude towards fighting must be you know tactically survival okay it yeah. can't be just well okay I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that so yeah it's a fine line and I do appreciate that people will say no but if you like you just said you know if you don't train it you can't learn it well, that's, that's fine. But you can learn the locks yeah. standing up. Whatever you do standing up, right, you can do on the floor. But the only but difference you do on the floor, floor yeah. you can't do it standing up.
1: No. But the only difference is when you're on the floor, you've got the weight of that other person on you.
2: Yeah, gravity is against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So the only time it works is if you're a big enough person. So you go tell that to some young girl who wants to learn self-defense.
1: Oh, I was watching one of those Clive... Uh, what's his name? Clive is it thompson thompson the 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 bald-headed ex-bouncer what's his name i think it's clive jeff thompson jeff thompson there you go jeff thompson one of his uh youtube video courses i think this one was called animal day or something (laughs) yeah do you know what i mean right so he's there he's talking about like self-defense and you know like if you ever watch a jeff thompson thing he's he presents it in a very sort of rough raw way you know it's effing that right but but bear with me so he's talking about all these you know this this will work because of this this you've got to be aggressive got to do this that and the other and you know, this is what self-defense is around right and i think this video was like filmed sometime in the early to mid 90s so you look at his class right not a single woman in his class, mm. not a single yeah. woman there. All a load of blokes with, you know, I've got to, keep, you know, I want to beat the yeah. shit out of somebody, you know. It's, oh, I, don't, you know, I'm an animal. I'm an animal, you know. It's like they yeah. say, like, okay, so right. it's okay if he teaches bouncers,
2: yeah, right. If he teaches people who are going to be in that environment, yeah. no, no, not that. You know, the ordinary guy in the office with glasses is the guy who's going to get mugged, right? Not the big guy with the bald head. He isn't going to get mugged, mm. okay? He's going to get stabbed. So he better learn something else. But the guy with the glasses—he's people who just come up to him, take his chains off him, and take his, you know, his phone off him. He's got to know how to, de- you know, uh, mm. defuse the situation. Yeah. Uh, he may not be capable physically of fighting them, but if he is mentally capable of fighting them, mm. there is a chance there because he's going to obviously understand the opportunity when no. the opportunity, if okay, that's the important thing—if and when. Not necessarily, oh, right, now I'm going to start throwing him to the floor. But if he can run, then that's the best thing for him. Yeah. But, you know, if they can catch him, yeah. he can still fight while he's standing up. But yeah. once he's down, the guys have got him. Mm-hmm. Because there's usually more than one, you know.
1: Like, I mean, I don't sort of disagree with a lot of what Jeff Thompson says in terms of the principles. It's just the, no, the, no. the, the, the a lot of the uh, method and delivery... I yeah. think is just you know Jesus Christ you know if you know no. like I said if you're if you're a small statured woman or a small guy you know yeah. for Christ's sake you, you know yeah. what the
2: hell so let's just take you back in time then perhaps and this is only assumption because I've not been in the army but let's just get in the army and everyone's going you know for the exercises for everything else you've got to survive, you've got to do this, you've got to do that and they're pushing and screaming at you and doing all that and they're building your character, yeah. right? They're creating a situation or, or a, they're, they're creating a persona that they expect will survive in that environment, yeah. right? That's what Jeff Thompson is doing yeah. in that yeah. kind of environment. Yeah, He's trying to create a persona that will, in effect, provide... An outcome for his teachings, but if you've got a completely different student, a completely different, um, uh, what should we say? Uh, I don't mentality know, makeup mentality. Yeah, completely different makeup of people. That is not going to work for them. No. And I'm not suggesting for a second that you know them being all nice and polite is going to work either they have got to change their persona they have got to have an attitude but they're not going to be able to lie on the floor with a much bigger individual or more than one individual and fight them off they're not going to be able to do that so that's not for me which is why because we're really talking about grappling we we, it's it's not for me the be all and end all of you know the end of the fight Mm. yes they will may end up on the floor but the more skilled they are at running standing and fighting the more they are more skilled at using the environment around them that includes the floor the weather the light the dark it includes everything on them the person whether they've got a pen whether they've got a you know anything i would never use a knife more people get stabbed with their own knife than the people they actually stab so you know that's you know you cannot get into that situation you've got to find other weaponry and that includes hot coffee includes anything so you're creating a, a self-defense kind of attitude but for people who need the attitude but may not have the physical attributes that someone who goes to you know jeff's class will have
0: mm.
2: you know they're not going to survive in that class because they're just not going to meet the requirements to be a bouncer you know now I've seen some you know tall thin bouncer I've seen women bouncers today and you know why because they don't need to do that because it's all technology
1: now it's technology and diplomacy and you you know courses and qualifications and and I get that like because you know you can't just punch someone in the face
2: because they didn't you know because they you know argued with you or wouldn't leave you can't just get your mates and drag them. When I used to go to nightclubs, <laughs> and that was a while back in the 70s, and, you know, uh, I remember going to a nightclub and went for a 21st b- first birthday, and guess what? The guy whose 21st birthday it was, was, you know, he, yes, he was a little tipsy, punched on the nose by this bouncer. He only argued with him. He jumped on, on top of him, beating the crap out of him on the floor. Then his mates come along and helped him throw him out. He was. It was his frigging party. Jesus. That is how you know. And you just look at it. And uh, you know what's? I turned around to my girlfriend at the time and I said, "I am never going to a nightclub again." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm never yeah. going to give these people money. Yeah. To do yeah. that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, and I've had people who are students who are bouncers, and they, but they have nowhere near that kind of incredible, bloody stupidity. Mm. You know. you know it it is a danger and they, they they purposely create violence because they love the idea yeah yeah not because they needed to because they had no other way and that's the kind of people that used to be employed and that I'm afraid is you know with respect to Jeff Thompson that was his day that was his environment
1: yeah yeah
2: and that's the way that's the way they used to be so they're not like that anymore. Bouncers, so don't turn around and say, oh, I've been a bouncer because you can be a, you know, little petite girl and be a bouncer today. Hell yeah. You know. So, but that's you know,
1: it, like, you you know, whenever all these self-defense, you uh, you know, you know new styles and systems are invented it's invariably yeah. the guy it. so i'm an ex so i've had 20 years experience on the doors yeah. this time like, i've been in uh, the army i've been in the army people I, have
2: been in the army oh James.
1: they're friggin' useless for the most part <laughs> jesus christ you know uh, but you know uh, listen what i mean by that is like in terms of martial strategy not yeah. and i don't mean warfare fighting because no, no. Yes, no. they do. You know what I mean. I'm talking about Marshall. Well, they got the
2: technology, this, and there's their strategy. strategy. Yeah. There's their tactics. Yeah. It's not they're, they're going to go everything but, they can to avoid hand to hand. Yeah, but I remember. Let's face
1: it. I remember when I was um, when I was getting ready to leave that uh, we had a um, we had a new company sergeant major come in, big guy, big guy, and uh, he'd done some Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever. Anyway, he got. Mm-hmm he got his black belt or something i i mean i don't know what the quality was like but i just remember i remember training with with a couple of guys we were doing messing around with the judo and that and i was showing them a bit of allow you know mainly just it was mainly kickboxing because they didn't have a clue about sort of timing and distance and stuff like that but and you know and i remember uh, one of the guys i was training with telling me he says you know the sergeant major i told him that you do martial arts still and he said he said still does martial arts this was the company's Sergeant major he couldn't fight for a bag of chips and i was like jesus all right (laughs) because you know my demeanor is so sort of uh you know polite polite. and stuff like that i get that and it's like yeah fine fair enough you know fine whatever you think that because his idea of martial arts was you have to be a big Big, you know, tough guy and all yeah. the rest of it, and I just like which completely
2: on. defeats the object of martial arts.
1: It does, yeah. So it's like when I, you know, they're good at they're good at what they do, but when it comes to martial arts, invariably ex-army people, army people, or doormen they have a completely different psychology. They have a completely different idea of what it is. Yeah, you know, uh, because they 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 rely on their uh, their their brawn. their brawn. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's really not no you know.
2: it isn't and when you're older and you can't use that exactly anymore, yeah. what are you gonna it's do it's one of the most demeaning things and one of the most painful things to recognize age is one of the most painful things to recognize when you you want to throw a kick and you pull your muscle <laughs> 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 you try yeah. you think oh crap i shouldn't have done that you know yeah, yeah.
1: so no it's, uh, it's a weird one listen can we just finish off by I just want to talk a bit of syllabus now I know we've talked about syllabus I want to talk a bit about the syllabus can we talk about hand blocks three and four they're essentially the same thing Um, and uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on what you see people get wrong you know I don't want to go too deep into it because you can essentially say it's the same as one and two to a point but you Mm, know what, what do you think Steve
2: yeah, again, once you've learned number one and two, which I said to you in another podcast, that I really believe that that is far more about the attacking yeah, and a lot harder to achieve yeah. uh, than number three and four. And so you learn it early because it's harder to do, so you've got longer to train it.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: When you come to three and four and they're uh, inward attacks, not defences, the person is punching, you're you know, striking at it just above his elbow. Uh, you're trying to overextend his elbow yeah. um, when you throw the, the block, if you want to call it a block, but we like to call it a counter-offensive. Yeah. Okay, so if you you create that technique where you're, yes, attacking the arm, the uh, tricep, and as you do so, you're also pressing it into him. It lifts his shoulder also, makes it very much off balance. If you can press it well into him, as you're attacking him with a punch, going forwards, you know, yeah. not stepping necessarily, but just simply bringing your body forwards, you you have a very good control so, of him.
1: So, you this is uh, the 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 wipe. Um, willow, yeah, we, call we, call it, it we call it willow call palm. It willow waves,
2: yeah. The willow uh, waves diagonal in the wind. It's there you go. so you're basically Ooh. yeah. you're wiping <laughs> it. Yeah. But the the idea is to catch is just above his elbow yeah. as he's punching in in so in, you need to yeah. move
1: but right. but for anyone listening who isn't loud guy you might in Wing Chun they might call it Pak Sao you know wipe yeah. across slapping block whatever it's not yeah. really but we can interpret it in many different ways yeah so you you just said there so obviously it's about the attack so we've talked about that in one
2: let's it's just a, look it's at the counter-offensive yeah let's and just I, look I, at I,
1: counter-offensive I'm, then yeah
2: well we talked we talked about how the hand blocks are not necessarily useful in uh, the syllabus earlier, but if you think about them as countermeasures, then they become far more logical uh, and, and less of a cumbersome, you know, repetitive movement that you feel may not work. Mm. But, but in reality, if you perform them as offensive measures for instance someone's trying to do do a front kick to you and you in number five and six you press down don't you yeah. we just uh, we just um, did a, a video didn't we with, uh, yeah
1: i got a re- I got a good point that uh, someone raised about that a question about yeah. the name of something but we'll, we'll, we'll just just keep it on yeah. topic for now but go on
2: yeah okay well you know we just did a reaction video or whatever with someone who said, oh well I did it, this is the way I taught. I was taught but I do it this way, in other words he puts his uh, hands over the one over the top of the other and presses sideways, his elbows are sticking out, which means he has absolutely no strength in that situation, so when a kick comes it's just going to knock his hand straight out of the way. Um, the other, what we're literally doing is pressing with the palms, striking at the first move in." Uh, element of the the kick which is the knee. So as yeah. the knee comes up you're striking at the thigh with the front hand, covering with the yeah. rear hand which, and remember the the kick will only come up as far as the knee. So the more you knock the thigh down, the, more, the lower the knee will go and the lower the kick will go. Yeah. So it'll never take it'll never develop into any kind of powerful blow because it has a very limited um, angle of trajectory. Yeah. It has a very limited um, movement yeah. because you're literally stopping it at its source. Right. So that's what that is for. So when you turn that movement around and you do the same thing with the arm in number yeah. 3, yeah. that's exactly what you're doing but you're just doing it with a single arm. So you're wiping it. Yeah. Yeah, and as you, and you're striking it with the palm. And as you strike it with the palm, then you can control it. And yeah. if you can get close enough to push his elbow oh, against you're, his you're chest. rustling
0: again because you're doing Sorry, it. that's me. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: so I'm pushing the elbow against my my own you know his body in effect you're pushing his own arm against his body straight across his body effectively if you've got control of that tricep yeah. and okay bicep in so effect, let's just be, be spe- able to lift his shoulder and let's, push let's, him backwards and thumping
1: let's be specific about what we're doing because I've seen this this hand block both three and four done where people pick up the punch uh, on the wrist On the hand. Yeah, that's. And also. you asked
2: me which was the worst part, which, the worst mistake. That's the worst mistake.
1: Right. So we are categorically suggesting that when you pick up this technique, you're aiming to deflect at the elbow. You're aiming to redirect.
2: Not uh, not directly on the elbow. That's going to hurt. Okay. okay it's got to be above the elbow the reason being that it's you tr- and it, it, okay it may well work just slightly below the elbow but if it does he's got the possibility of bending that elbow and completely deflecting and
1: you know, if you control the technique. elbow if you control the if elbow the con- second gate then you know. yeah
2: control the second gate control the above the elbow you're controlling the second and the third gate well you're controlling all the gates to be honest yeah, with yeah. you
1: because because you just need to move your hand up to control the third yeah,
2: yeah. well you' you'll you'll literally lift you can roll it and mm. lift it and as you lift it you're then controlling the third gate which is his shoulder yeah. now the thing is the first gate you don't even have to worry about yeah. because At that point now, when you've got it and you're pressing him, that fist becomes redundant. So it doesn't make any difference. But as I said, if you block below the elbow, Mm. right, and particularly at the wrist, all he has to do, even by accident, is bend his arm. When he bends his arm, he ends up with an elbow, first of all, which may not reach you, but it gives him the opportunity to then do a rolling punch. Oh. So he can do the elbow and a rolling well, punch. Can trap and he you, you and... Uh, and yeah, and, and get you twice. Yeah. You try to block him once before you can get yeah. that punch out. He's bong out it in effect. Mm. He can bong-sow it with the elbow, yeah. and then he can roll the fist. So he, he can do a lot of things if you're gonna block him, wait. F- and remember, what's the fastest part of the, the, that arm when it comes? It's the fist. It's going to be the hardest thing to to deflect. The the slowest part, right? And the first thing that's moving is the elbow. Yeah, yeah. The same as the knee, right? Yeah. So let's just imagine people trying to block a knife from the hand. How how difficult is that going to be? Yeah. Trying to stop someone with a knife trying by grabbing their wrist it's it's an extreme difficult thing to do yeah so so you, but, you know, but we can what we, you're doing
1: but in the context of the 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 attack in in hand blocks three and four mm. because of the nature of this it's a specific attack right i mean let's be fair it's, it's not just any old punch it's a specific attack now when we look at and this is what i'll say i'll make the um the, the, the connection to, to competition fighting, right? So for example, the same movement in number three and four is, is basically, it's a parry, isn't it? Yeah. When we look at competition fighting, we acknowledge that sometimes the it's a last resort meaning that their their punch is so fast we can't intercept it above the wrist at the elbow we're having to intercept it at the very last minute really close to our face and divert that fist do you understand what I'm saying now yeah so we've got the the, science on one side and we've got as kind of a different interpretation of it because we're really dealing with a fast technique now
2: no it's not about speed James because they can be the same speed what it's about is purpose now And also rules, because if if you're in self-defense, you want to end the fight as quick as you can, so you close the gap as quick as you can. If you close the gap in a competition, it's very easy for the referee to assume he's hit you, right? Because he only has to touch you with the hand, right? And that's including the other hand. So if he if you get close enough for him to hit you with the other hand or to touch you with that hand, whether you blocked it or not, the referee can. You know, since mm. you know, suggest it's a it's a technique that's scored. So it's a totally different tactic. You can't you can't utilize the same method of defense in a competition that you would in reality. In reality, he punches. You immediately try to end that fight, close that gap, right, close off his ability to continue to fight. In effect, throw the punch in his face. In a competition, you want to keep your yeah. distance for starters. Okay. Well out of distance, yeah. the punch comes you're just simply parrying it past you yeah. and then using the long range but of your hand to what score
1: What I'm saying is, I'm not saying that anything changes, all I'm saying is because of the speed, right, say you're fighting an opponent who disguises his punch and it's a really, really yeah. fast punch, right? Yeah, yeah. You, like, will you acknowledge that you're not going to be able to block at the, at, at, at the you know, um, elbow area, triceps or yeah. whatever? Yeah, you're gonna yeah. You're going to have to wait until it's, because you don't see yeah. it, so it ends up yeah. being so close to your face as a parry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but does the, that the, fair or not? Uh,
2: well, the the point is that if you're in a competition, your range is going to be totally different anyway. Right. Your range yeah. is going to be far longer. So you got to wait for it to arrive. Okay? Right. Yeah. But but it does spent it's spent when it gets to you. Yes. If yes. If, yes. if your distance is correct, yeah. then you can make it spent. Yeah. In other words, it's completely as long as it's gonna go. Yeah. But in terms of um, self-defense you want to act as fast as you possibly yeah. can so if yeah. you're standing much closer to the person which you will
1: be in the hamlocks,
2: well, yeah in, in a reality situation you're going to be standing a little closer to you. you may not have the, uh, the your choice that's why the self-defense you may not have the choice to stand close to him he may yeah. be talking to you and then suddenly lifts his arms to throw the punch or to grab you it works with the grab mm. then automatically you bring your arm up take that elbow put it across his chest so he mm. can't use it and you've got the the shoulder in control. You've got the hand in control, yeah. and you got his face right in front of you. Mm. You can headbutt him if you want. Yeah. But the fact is that you've now got control of that arm, but you have to act right. So when first. we do,
1: when we're doing the hand block, then number three and four because that is <laughs> what we're talking about i'm sorry i went off yeah. on one then but yeah. when we're doing it we are obviously stepping back we're consolidating our position we talked about yeah. that before i
2: like to talk about consolidation yeah. as opposed so, to stepping back
1: now now yeah. a lot of people interpret i say a lot of people i've seen it when they interpret the 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 wiping motion as a side to side one so if you look at number three you're coming yeah. from the left to the right, and it's like yeah. you're pushing something to you from left to right. Yeah. Can, can you comment on that? Yeah, it's
2: we they miss out the rotation, and I'm not expecting the beginners to do it the way I'm describing it. I'm expecting black sashes to do it the way I'm describing it. That is to say that yes, it, it rotates from the from the off. So wherever it's coming from, it's a wipe definitely, but not just left to right as it rotates it's now going forwards. So it's coming from left to right and rotating to go forwards. Mm. So it's a single rotation motion with a linear direction and a rotational direction, which increases its energy, which allows you then to create a strike and to continue that strike forward. You're pushing in effect to make that strike become a you know a press yeah so effectively you, what you're doing is stopping the person in his tracks imagine someone tries to throw a punch at you and all you're doing is put your your hand out against his shoulder and what happens to that punch it dissipates immediately mm. that's what you're doing but you're doing it after the event yeah okay right. so you're rotating it and dissipating the punch you don't need to touch the punch you need to get it where it's in its source. Right. Well, the objective of self-defense is to stop the fight at its source, right. not to wait for the fight to pursue yeah. uh, to ensue. Because if you're waiting for the fight to ensue, I mean, of course, the fight has already started. So I'm not talking about, you know, um, hitting them first. They actually instigated the movement, and and you're responding to the movement. Yeah. Okay, with a like-minded, you know, attitude, you've got to win so consequently well you've not got to uh, lose exactly well done <laughs> so round you, uh, rotate. Okay. bang <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And um, there's, there's very there's very little gap in it either yeah. and of course it doesn't have to be a normal punch because of course you'd be poking them in the eyes you'd mm. be punching them in the throat slapping them around the ear or you do anything you want but of course as a as a beginner when you learn you're learning wipe on wipe off <laughs> and a punch and that's basically it yeah. but it, it is totally different when it's put into perspective and when you get rid of those big ABC yeah, and you start yeah. to think about the joined letters that's when you start to see the techniques start to work well, which is and this is what I'm saying yeah, to people. Yeah. yeah this is what I'm saying to people stop bloody doing you sh- wushu and start thinking about most basic techniques like that that yeah. will save your life
1: yeah yeah yeah. well it is it is a very basic thing but yeah my god you're going to use that as a de- counter measure defensive more the than the most any. basic oh, things are the
2: things you're going to yeah. use but the only reason you're going to use them is because you've done them you've trained because them. you've yeah. practiced yeah. them mm. yeah without that yeah go do your you you wushu it'll look brilliant i mm. promise you it'll look brilliant other <laughs> than that won't look so good in a
1: pub (laughs) Um, are you saying then in hand block number three are you saying are we actively pressing on the arm as we've deflected it struck it whatever you want to define it as are we actually continuing are we maintaining that touch that that tactile yeah, absolutely so, yeah right yeah he's coming I, to you, you to so remember
2: he's coming to you so he's using yeah. the four here's his forward motion yours yeah. is consolidation yeah. you're you you think you're stepping back but a fact you're just stepping into a fighting stance backwards right. yeah right that's not a step back that is a consolidation of a stance from a normal standing position to a, a fighting position yeah. okay and it's in a reverse way in other words you're tactically withdrawing yeah but you're not withdrawing your weaponry. You're only withdrawing your body, your targets. Okay, you're protecting your um, you know, your environment with the techniques that are oh. still there. So as, the as, fact that you're yeah. stepping back, you know, we can look at the, the body as if it's like your you know, it's all it's your ammunition dump. Mm. You're protecting it, your your airfield, you're protecting everything. But your weaponry is still out there, yeah. so as it comes up, oh, people are going to look at this and go, "What the what?
0: bloody hell is he talking what? about?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, we're using our weaponry, being our hand, to protect and strike. Yeah. Initially, that's that's the supposition that that we are going to protect ourselves and strike at the same time. But straight away, of course, we're using the other hand yeah. to to counter offensive.
1: I think a lot of people, it, when they try and get too close with number three and four, like they've 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 wiped off. You know, wiped off. They and they go to deliver the uh, the the counter punch. They end up because it's a flat punch. They end up just getting too close to that person, and their their fist ends up being cocked at an awkward angle because they're just too close for a flat punch. You know, yeah. so again, I oh, think it doesn't have lot- to be a flat punch. No, no, no. Yes, it can be. But what I'm saying is, in the, if we look in the syllabus, right, yeah. which is what we're going yeah. by, it is a flat yeah. punch. So yeah. it, if you stick to the syllabus, then you're going to have to adjust your stance to make a flat punch work. Because most people are too bloody close for a flat punch. They might as well just that's do a right. straight punch, that's which right. make gotta, so, you know. Yeah, I got to
2: tell you, James, if you stick to Janet and Jane books, that's mm-hmm. all you're ever going to learn
1: and that's what we've we are about that absolutely but like yeah, you said so, you've got to have a syllabus you've got to learn to yeah. drive you've got to check your well mirrors.
2: that's yeah 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 that's Janet and Jane yeah uh, no sorry Janet and Jim Janet and John Janet I, and John I thought
1: it was Biff and Chip <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so
2: no Janet and John Janet and John did this they went up the hill they did this they did that they didn't do the other but, you know, maybe yeah. they should have done, then it would have been two lessons in yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the simple fact is that yeah. you have got to learn the most basic things, credible, yeah. that, that yeah. you know, people will understand because they've been learning flat punch, so they'll do flat punch in those techniques, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But when they start to understand them, like I say, they can do a finger strike, they can do a punch in the throat, they can do a leopard spore, they can do anything they want. So I'm not talking about... I'm not talking to beginners because beginners will invariably do that. All I'm saying is, look, beginners, that's how it's going to work for you mm. as you develop it. But you've got to practice it first. Yeah. Now, if you've practiced it enough, you should be able to do it to make it work. If you're a black sash, why haven't you? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: That's that's it. Why haven't you made it work? Yeah. Why aren't you just going? Oh, yeah, but this would work. And then don't expect the guy to s- see. The thing is, I'm saying, press the arm against him now. What what happens when beginners learn a punch? They they step and punch. Then they leave the arm out. Yeah. How many times do we see that in a self defense demonstration mm, where loads of times, the guy is yeah. offering no resistance? Exactly, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the, the whole the whole point of my example is that there cannot be resistance not that he's not offering any but there cannot be because you're already on him you've already he's punched his punch has barely started yeah you've 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 rotated his elbow yeah it's pressing it against him even if you hadn't slapped it you've rotated. you've lifted it up because your hands come from below remember yeah. so if your hand comes from below it rotates presses it against him boom you've hit him twice right one you've locked his arm against him not necessarily a, sh- a, sh- a shoulder lock or a you know actual joint lock it's just a trap. I'm saying you yeah. yeah it's you've trapped it against him and you've thrown a punch in his face or a poked in his eyes that is there is no resistance the it's difficult for him to resist at that point well, in time Well, if he tries
1: to pull his arm back he, if he, he was resisting in, he can't because you're already he on can't. Him. Yeah. you're already going forward now yeah, his yeah. arms
2: against him yeah. he's trapped that's yeah. the whole point of my, my message. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. Now, don't stand there like a plunker with your fist out, you know, like a beginner. Forgive me, yeah. beginners. I'm d- I I've, don't mean you yeah. to be. You're not, a, you're not stupid. So, you're being taught in the most basic way.
1: Yeah. So another... And, and, uh, yeah, come on, sorry.
2: Well, well, I was just going to say, I've already explained that with the leg as well. With number six mm. kick block, number mm. five kick block, mm. the kick starts to come you're attacking, immediately you see that leg move. Yeah. Bam, straight on the leg, okay? Yeah. Yes, he's gonna think, oh, now I'm gonna punch, but he wouldn't be punching at the same time because there's no logic in that, there's no energy in it. He would be kicking initially. Okay, if he's throwing a punch, then of course you don't block the bloody leg, do you? No. You're throwing. You're blocking the kick, the the, the the punch, I should say. So he goes to kick, you see his knee lift, bang, attack the knee, close in. You know, you're consolidating your position. You're not going backwards. Go in with your weapons, that's your hands. Strike the the leg at source and finish it. Yeah, but you'll
1: use terms like go backwards. For, for ease of communication, for, for
2: communication with beginners, step back on the right leg, there step back on the left so, leg. Yes, <laughs> but but I would use for black sashes. Consolidate your fighting position yeah. from a standing position, yeah. and that means sinking into it, not necessarily stepping back. Another by thing, nature, you'll fall back
1: slightly. Mm, another thing I see people do is they'll they'll pick up they'll pick up the punch Uh, of course it's a strike but forgive how i'm explaining this they'll pick it up and then they'll guide it down they'll press it down to deliver a strike
2: yeah but if you press it down you're giving the other hand an opportunity
1: okay but that's what i see that's what i see people doing
2: yeah yeah what you want is you want that arm across him yeah if you put that arm across him it will, if his other hand's on his waist or down there somewhere, even if it's down by his mm. side, or it's in his pocket about to grab a knife, yeah. that's where you're, That's why you're poking him in the eye. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because if his hand is dis- is not there, it's is down it, there somewhere, you can't see it, you've got to finish him.
1: Is it feasible then, within the realm of the, the, the hand block itself, that as we pick it up, as we deflect, as we counter-offensive, we can slightly take our body off at an angle relative to him? to make it easier Uh, you take his take his body off at an angle yes it's going it's going off at an angle anyway yeah but instead of you just being sort of fixed as in for moving forward on the spot at this point is there scope for you to maybe move around to the side a little bit or not
2: you you don't need to because you're what's happening is you're moving him around the side you're turning him by your shoulder Right? Because yeah. you've got his arm so high you can now lift that arm pressing it against him yeah. that will either push him one way or the other depending on you know where you're actually yeah. you, you've consolidated your hold sure. and so you can either push him one way or you push him the other but either way you don't want to push him so far that the, it reduces the amount of energy coming from your fist or you're poking your eyes because yeah. if he's going backwards at that time mm-hmm. when you're striking, the energy from your punch is going to be dissipated, lower. Because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's dissipated because he's going away from it. Yeah. So what you want is literally you want to be pressing him, banging him at the same time. Yeah. And so as, as you press him, he's suddenly locked in a position, trying to figure out a way out. Yeah. He may try to step back when he realizes he's caught. He may try to rotate those, those arm, mm. or that arm. Okay, if he's good at sticky hands or whatever, then over you rotate the top, him yeah. round like that, what's he gonna do? He's gonna drop it down over yeah. the top or, or underneath. Yeah. He's gonna make a big circle. Yeah. So, um, you know, and he may well be able to do it to your arm. Yeah. And if you think about sticky hands, elbow to elbow, yeah? You're rotating elbow yeah. to elbow, yeah. and and so the the one who can get the elbow trapped against the body is the winner.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you can understand where I'm going, where yeah. I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, okay. I'm not
2: too technical for people. Well, it's, it's very difficult to explain the techniques, as we've always said on this podcast. But yeah. it's the the worst thing is that you can say this sort of thing to beginners. They'll go back to their instructors and go, you told me to do it this way," and and I'm saying no. Not for beginners. Beginners have the most basic principle of training and listen to your instructor. But what the instructor will do is go, "Oh, it's not like that. But it's often because the instructor's never tried it like that because they're still doing it like a beginner. So you've really got to make people understand. And this is my mission, is to try to make sure that instructors stop doing the bloody big ABC and start thinking about double writing for once. Yeah, yeah. Because then, as an instructor you should understand how things can work and once you've got confidence in that you can build up a great self-defense repertoire and with barely movement with barely any movement whatsoever yeah so your response is your your response is fast because your movements are small not because you're quick
1: yeah yeah um Right, well listen I think we're going to sort of we'll, we'll finish it I think on the next one we'll talk about some kick blocks and uh, just work our way up to uh, four k- kick block or uh, whatever because we've kind of gone. Okay. we've gone f- ahead on the hand blocks haven't we um, th- uh, yeah. Guys, thank you so much uh, for listening to us I hope we haven't uh, bored you uh, <laughs> senseless I really don't and uh, I'm sure we haven't That was technical It was, it
2: well, was Well, we're either going to bore people with just chit chat about my history or yeah. we're going to and, and, you know me bitching yeah. Or we're going to bore people with technical stuff. Um, but hopefully we'll get questions on either. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> question's care.
1: a question. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. And as ever, if you saw any value in what we talked about today or whatever, please... Please go over to our Facebook, give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, subscribe to us on Podbean or whatever. Um, we'd really appreciate that. We uh, we we just uh, we'd like to, to have some feedback from yourselves. Uh, obviously, you know, as as, as dirty as you want to make it, but you know, we will we will bite back if you. Uh... <laughs> If you want to be yeah. brutally honest with us, we don't mind. But guys, we we are like seriously. Be as honest as you want with us. Send us questions, whatever. You know, we'd we'd appreciate that. You know. Yeah. Um, I, all, I all we and ask, I... guys, is don't troll. If you're gonna troll, yeah. Then then I, then we'll come. We'll we'll come. We'll come and get you like that. Because there's nothing worse than people who have not got a reason why they say the things. Like we don't mind your crap, but you know if you don't include a why then then we're really that really sort of you know
2: well we had an issue didn't we a couple of podcasts ago (laughs) where some we tried to explain how the bloody abbot was was you know corrupt yeah and then and then we got moaned at because we got the wrong pagoda it's like what what? difference (laughs) did it make about the pagoda
0: (laughs) exactly jesus
2: it didn't have his name written on it and if it did it was in chinese i can't (laughs) read it but, 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 All I but, knew, it was a modern bloody pagoda. So yeah. when you're talking about an abbot who's been corrupt, who's been accused yeah. of it, accused of that, and has businesses <laughs> in forty different countries, they're not even supposed to have their own name as an abbot. Yeah, um, and then yeah. and then someone comes back and says, "Oh, I think you've got the wrong pagoda." Yeah, there you go.
1: Shut up. Shut up, indeed. It's like. Geez. You missed the point. Exactly. Well, you know, people do miss the point. They can't see the forest for the trees, but, you know, this yeah, is our no, poor uh, guys you know.
2: But that's what makes it a trolling situation. Yeah. It's because they didn't listen. They wanted to just come across with some kind of information yeah. that they felt they were privy to that we weren't. Yeah. And I got no problem with, with people who've got more information than me. Most have, to be honest with <laughs> you. I just. I don't do kung fu. I just, I just am. You know, <laughs> that's how I feel. You yeah. know, I, I don't, I don't profess to be any master. So bloody argue with me. But if I make sense to you,
1: then at least appreciate it. Yeah. Don't, don't
2: troll and yeah. give me another reason.
1: And don't hold back photos of him from uh, twenty years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't. And don't show photos of my clubs and all the students in my clubs unless I'm in in them <laughs> because...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. and don't carry on the club name after I just, uh, the guy yeah. who invented the name has yeah. left.
2: My 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 fighting club my fighting um, team in Scotland was called the Raptors. Yeah. right? Just yeah. remember that. So people who were maintaining that name after they they you know left and give a load of bullshit about you know this that and the other and then uh, and then they still try to call the cute call in the same name they're trying to call this their, their team the same name after the time they're trying to use the same style name and uh, and then but they don't want to put my
1: name in there oh, <laughs> you <know? I> don't <laughs> give know. me
2: a mention guys give yeah. me a mention
0: yeah
1: why not <laughs> it's only feed feed the old man's ego yeah. feed it and feed if you it. have got <laughs>
2: something to say because i really would like to know you know, their intentions or, or, or their, you know, what what actually led them to that. They are absolutely welcome to write to me and tell me why because they never, ever did. And every time I asked them, they went, well, oh, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. no one ever dared say anything. But they didn't. Because, they didn't. you know why? Because they had no frigging reason, that's why. <laughs> Greed, right. greed yes. was the only reason. Yeah, I would bitching again for God's we sake. We are bitching, and we
1: got to go. We got to go, guys. Thanks ever so much for joining us. We'll see you again on the next episode of the Kung Fu Podcast. My name's James Still. And I'm wishing you well, and uh, this is uh, goodbye from me and goodbye from Steve. Yeah,
2: bye. My name's Steve Newby. Yeah, that's a Steve Newby. <laughs> Just remember it on the photographs. <laughs> see you guys.
1: Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. kick your little beijing ass right now man i ain't scared of you i know you know that little tricky shit. come on hi guys thanks so much for joining us on the kung fu podcast if you like that and you want to find out more about us you can head over to facebook twitter instagram or youtube and find us under sjn martial arts and also guys this podcast is available on podbean and itunes so until next time Take care yourselves, and we'll see you again on the Kung Fu Podcast. Guns. Now, why doesn't somebody pull off 45 and bang, settle it?
2: No, no guns.